All right. Thanks again for listening in to Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture and media. Your girl will drag you to. Matt, we got a nice gloomy day outside. Nothing better to do. Let's uh, let's talk about what we're dishing on and uh, what we're drinking. Hey, Alex. Uh, well, for those of you that you know haven't looked at a TV in the last two months, we're under quarantine, which means that we've been Netflixing and not chilling for the most part. Um, but uh, today we're reviewing Netflix's Love is Blind, uh, episode six, seven, and eight, which includes all of our couples coming home and trying to build a home from the ground up uh, in their prayed-for uh, apartment in Atlanta, Georgia. And drinking today, we are sipping pretty uh, from Odell Brewing. It's a uh, fruited sour. Um, it's very, very pink, which I think is important when we talk about these love shows. Um, and it's actually, it's very bitter, just like Jessica. So <laughs> what do you think about it? Four and a half ABV. Uh, it drinks a little bit more like water. I can see where it'd be dangerous. You know, it's probably suited more for the female audience, but. Well, call me Susie so because is this show? is delicious. So, um, <laughs> So they get home from Mexico, and the part next phase of the prop of the project, as Nick Lachey and his is it Vanessa Lachey, yeah, they lay out. You have to go into the real world, live together, meet each other's families, friends, go to work, all this stuff, and figure out if your love can survive and is love truly seeing impaired. <laughs> so they get there, and you know, like. Yeah, I I think we need to start off. I think we just gotta gotta, gotta go couple by couple for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because some couples are actually really excited to like, take that next step. Yeah, others aren't. They're like, okay, we're gonna run into some things here. <laughs> Seriously, but when as soon as they land, Jessica calls her mom and says, "I met them. Did you meet the man of your dreams?" Yes. It's like, <laughs> girl, you weren't wearing your ring, you know, yeah. a day ago because you didn't say it felt right, and you said you're starting to get comfortable to sleep in the same bed as him. <laughs> Well, I like how she, she even told the, the camera, she's like, I don't feel comfortable with crawling back in bed. Or I do, I, I'm starting to feel comfortable with crawling back in bed. Him, So that's a good start. I'm like, a step you guys forward. are supposed to be married in 14 days. It's unbelievable. And she's wearing a and ring. And she still again. won't kiss him. Yeah, she's yeah, wearing the ring. It's because you got home and you don't want to look like an idiot. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Uh, Preach. So, so they get home and then, you know, they kind of go get their stuff from their apartments. And Mark takes... Uh, Jessica to his friend's house where he lives. His bachelor pad. His bachelor pad with his brown on brown bed with his neon sign that says breakfast over his flat screen TV that's three times too big for the room that he's in with an oversized couch that takes over 90% of the room. And all three gaming systems and perfectly dusted off and ready for action. Is that not just a 24-year-old in a nutshell? All we needed was the Jim Belushi poster of him in his college on his shirt, and then it would have been complete. Maybe a little Bill Murray linking with his... With yeah, or a Kirk, Co- or a Kirk Cobain, Kirk just Cobain. to show that you're vulnerable. Um, <laughs> I had that. Um, and You are vulnerable, man. I am so vulnerable. It's a calling card. <laughs> yeah, it's part of it's part of my deal. Um, and then they go and they have this little conversation where they find out that Mark does not like to do dishes, laundry... <laughs> You know, grown up things. Anything young boys don't like to do. <laughs> yeah, and he calls his he calls his roommate's girlfriend mom because she's like, "Mom did your mom did your laundry." Oh, thanks. And then Jessica, poor Jessica, like it's the only time I felt bad for her. She's like sitting there, like, uh, yeah, a little cringeworthy. Well, I, I love how like the first thing she says. Well, 
she gives him a hard time about his bed, which has like one sheet on it. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Not even a duvet. <laughs> yeah. It's like a blanket. Which is uh And then she goes after seeing like the video games, there's a guitar on the wall, and she's like, Oh my brother would love this. <laughs> so true. I don't know how old her brother is, but uh probably 10 years younger so uh, they go to their house and they're kind of like she was all like they're gonna make it about my age and say this is weird and then she you know keep bringing her insecurity up and the friend the friend oh, she, never she's trying to pull that ripcord in front of people so they can agree with her is what oh she yeah said. she, she kind of floats the idea like you know like hey do you think like the fact that mark has herpes is a problem <laughs> what no so i'm like 34 <laughs> 34. He's no problem. 24. No, no hesitations. Okay, cool. Uh, My 20s were great. <laughs> I don't. 20, yeah, when, when he visits the mom. Yeah, when, when, she, visits her, when she visits his parents. My 20s were great. <laughs> I, I know I'm you know 31 I'll going on 32, but I, I'm not I'm not sitting back here reminiscing on a decade. Yeah. My 20s, uh, I don't know. So so then they go to her house, and her house is all neatly put together. Um, they have 40 different types of wine she's, glasses. She's driving like an Audi, like, well, I don't know, Q35 or something. Too. Like she, she, does, she does well enough. Oh, yeah. She said she makes six figures every year. And then Mark's yeah. like, well, I clearly don't make six figures. But, uh, you know, you're going to be the breadwinner. Yeah. Let's just call it five. But you, <laughs> but, you, but you see where I'm going with this You know, like 99 thing. is still five figures. You see where I'm going with this fitness thing. I created this new way to work out. Which, which... If he was 34 the same age, no go, dude. Oh, yeah. He's 24. He can still have that right now. Five years down the road, he'll be like, either it's working and taking off and his vision is taking place and he's making more money doing it, right? Statistically speaking, though, like fitness is a very narrow way to make money. Think about all the college bros, which he probably is, that graduate with an integrated physiology Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I'm glad you brought this up because I'm a little worried about your calves, bro. I mean, I didn't want to say this because we're bros now. Do you skip leg day? Dude, I, I, I never skip leg day, bro. It is my favorite thing, but... My leg day has a leg day. Look, look. I respect you as a man and a bro, and... But first a bro. But first a bro, but man, you can't have calves that look like that, man. Are you neglecting your calves? So, if you take it's glutamine... Beach season. It's if you beach take, season. If you take glutamine and eat just pig fat for like three days and then put it in a blender with butter... Man, your calves will be phenomenal. It's bro science, bro. It's gonna taste terrible. <laughs> it's like a it's like a breakfast meal in, in Vol. I think that's his that's his that's his future endeavor, and she's probably sitting back kind of like, oh. which again, if he's super driven and he's making moves, different story. But he's one of a thousand, thousands, hundreds of thousands, probably. Yeah. Of guys graduating who have the exact same plan. Yeah. And, and, again, and again, he still needs to figure himself out. Again, it'll either work or it won't, and he'll have to go to something else. Yeah. But, that's, but you're allowed that at 24. Exactly. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, yeah, if nothing else, the show kind of shows you, like, he's okay being where he's at. She's going to have to well, even kind of sit and wait around. Even her rapid-fire questioning, and, I, and I, you know, I don't like her, but I understand where she's coming from. But I also think that he put it best too. He's like, you said yes to me in the pod. You knew all this going into it. And now all of a sudden you're going to quiz me about it. I don't like her. The reasons why I don't care for her and not because she has reservations about this whole thing. 
It's yeah. the fact that she's just not being honest with herself. Oh, and we'll get to the she, cocktail party yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, what, what do I like about the, um, when Mark went to go visit Jessica and Jessica's place? One, it was like fully decorated. Into, you know, she definitely. Like nautical themed with all the whites. All the, whites. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know if that's nautical, but but yeah, but on that day she starts to poke holes in every part, like so she starts getting like the, the third degree. But she's and really hammering them. But she her questions didn't really make sense because she's she's like, when our kid turns fourteen, I'll be sixty, and it's like, yeah, that's your that's problem. That's how math works. That's your problem. Like, I can still play catch with my boy. You're not, but <laughs> it's like, like literally, it's, it doesn't <laughs> affect him nothing. It's just like, why people are gonna start to say, why are you with that old hag? Yeah, you like. And you go, well, that's actually funny you should mention that because that's why I'm a trainer and we're going to make sure we keep this body nice and tight. Nice and toy. <laughs> toy like a toy. Maybe that's why he's like, he's like, I can fix everything. Oh, yeah. He, he thinks he can fix, you know, keep You are my project. <laughs> you make the money and I will make you. She'll be his advertising department. Yeah, like, exactly. Look at, what I, look at what my wife does under my program. But she literally went through five scenarios where she's like, when the kid turns eight, I'll be 40. Yeah. When the kid turns, and you'll be 30. She's like very good at math, but I, I mean, I understand where she's coming from trying to get to, but she doesn't drop it after yeah. a while. And I will say the the one thing that she, she makes an observation, which I, I agree with. She says everything I come up with, now again, she keeps throwing every, like these weird, she just plays, she plays math games with him, which I'm like, okay, whatever, we get it. But she says everything I throw at him, he's just, he's up for it. He's okay with it. He's up for it. And she's like kind of a red flag. And well, I, I, agree that, with, I agree with I, I wrote that. that down too, but it's kind of funny in the sense, the way that she said it. She said, I've never been with a guy that's so emotionally available before. I kind of look at it as a red flag. No guy is ever emotionally re- available. Never seen it, never experienced it. Also, you're 34 and single. So there's a lot of men out there that are emotionally available or willing to work Sometimes with Sometimes you. you're a product of your environment. So, and if you're surrounding yourself with guys that are not emotionally available... That's on you. Especially if it's something that you want in <laughs> yeah. a male, but you're labeling it a red flag. It's like teeth, man. Teeth are a red flag. They have straight teeth. They're obviously not using them enough, but I also, a smile is the most important thing for me yep. and a person. No, that's a great point. Because, yeah, she's, she's just because she hasn't found it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And yet she says she wants that. Yeah. Uh, so I I just laughed when she's like it's a red flag for me I've never seen it it's like you're also single at 34 and on a reality show finding love yep. so you tell me what the right way of doing it is and the only one that said yes was a 24 year old dude <laughs> the guy that you want said no well and, and that, that goes that plays back into the whole like oh he doesn't really look how I expect him or like he's not really my type it's like well it all comes full circle again you're a product of your environment like maybe you should throw some of your preconceived notions of how a guy should act and feel and look. Yeah. Maybe you'll find happiness at that point. You still, you still have to like, you know, you still have to like the dude you're, that you're getting married to. Like I, I can understand that. But again, this goes back to her just trying to find an excuse to back out as opposed to just being honest with herself, being honest and being like, look, dude, this isn't working. I think, I think she doesn't want to be the one to quit. I think that she's trying to literally, yeah, you do. You do your Pulver- theory. My theory. Well, I think that she's still legitimately pulverizing Mark into a, a hold of submission to where he taps out, and the emotionally available thing where he's agreeing to everything. Yes, he's naive and not thinking clearly, um, but he's not quitting, and she wants him to quit. That way, she can say, "I gave it everything I, I could," but you know, he he just gave up. I think that's her her mo, and that's what she's looking to do. And my 
mine's a li- it's very similar. It's a little different. I think that she's waiting for Mark to just give her an ounce of like, you know what? You might be right. Maybe we're just not. I think she wants Mark to, to kind of meet her halfway so that, that this way, when she backs out, it's more of a mutual decision yep. as opposed to her just really just being honest with him up front and saying, look, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. I mean, she, she should have dumped him the day one of Mexico. Yeah. Anytime you say the person I'm with, it's creepy and weird to kiss him. Yeah, it, she, she, she. I think she does what a lot of people do, which, which, they're afraid of being the bad guy, and so what they're doing is they're digging themselves a hole. And she's doesn't realize that if she's just honest and rips the bandaid off for herself and for him, everybody's better off in the long run. Yeah, but it's that she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to insult anybody. She doesn't want to make anybody feel bad, and so she's gonna keep digging this ditch. Until it gets real bad, which is probably going to end up to the, the weddings. Do you think? Um, do you think that this is an example of why people stay in bad relationships? Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely, because I I've seen it in, in friends of mine, and oh, yeah. it's the same exact thing. Now, from my perspective, I've seen it in, you know where the roles are reversed, where the guy's in an unhealthy relationship and he keeps convincing himself that it's going to work in the same way Mark does. Yeah. And at least for the most part, Jessica's not cruel to him. I mean, she is in a way because she's dragging this out and she's not actually being honest. I, like, I, I realize that people can't see my face right now. <laughs> I rolled my eyes so hard I think I fell over. I wouldn't call it cruel. It's wrong. Yeah. Because she should just be honest with him and she's dragging this out and she's going to make this more miserable than it has to be. But I've seen I've seen guys that are in actual abusive relationships and it's like, I'm, like I've even told my buddies and it's like, dude, maybe this isn't the best thing for you. Yeah. And they they keep convincing themselves, no, like it's it's fine, like we're good. Like I think she's being cruel to a large degree. She's going behind his back. She's trying to hit on another person's fiance. It's catty. she's she's yeah. she's yeah. She's giving him false hope only to rip the rug away from him and she's making him lose in scenarios that he shouldn't be losing. And you know, she's throwing bait out there like she like he's winning. Right, like yes. she puts the ring back on. That's, and it gives him hope. That's that's what that's I'm saying. A be, that's, I mean, that, that's she's cool. kind of toying with him a little bit when it's all of her insecurity. My, but but I would argue it's her insecurity. It's not motive. That's where I'm like, that's kind. Of, it is cool what she's doing to him, but it's almost like not unintentional. She just does. She, again, she's not honest with herself, and that's causing him more. Well, pain. neither is he. Yeah, neither is he. He's not seeing the writing on the wall and saying like, dude, she's not in this. I it's like it. he's like chasing a train, saying that. You know, the train's the best thing that ever happened to him. Not knowing what to do when he catches the train. Yeah, and he's not going to catch the train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, it's going to loop and hit him from behind. Um, but It's one of those um, Christmas trains around the tree. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts about Christmas is that train, man. I have it now. My, kid, my kids like it too. So I know. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk about each individual couple up yeah. until the Barnett's birthday party. Okay. And then we can kind of mix them all together. So yes. uh, next group, which couple do you want to talk about next? Uh, we could talk about Jessica Barnett, but we'll probably save them right before Amber we get to them. Yeah. But let's do, uh, how about how about Lauren and Cameron? I love Lauren and Cameron. I do too. I love Lauren and Cameron. I still, I'm still not, <laughs> his rapping skills were quite interesting. <laughs> they were uh, so white. It's like, this, I'm going to connect to you because by doing something that's, you know, that I think that you'll appreciate. To be fair, Lauren told her mom about it, and she, her mom put him on the spot. That's true. That's true. And he stood up to. He, he, he met the challenge. He knowingly would, would would about to be embarrassing himself in front of her, knowing that it's for his future wife. I I, I thought that was very 
sweet. If they I can won. say okay. that. Okay. All right. You won me over. It was terrible, but he knew, he knowingly was like, all right, it's going to come out. She's like, totally yo, yo, spot. got chicken nuggets. If you don't like it, you can go and fuck it. I'm wondering <laughs> what's going on in this town. Everyone's walking around with big shoes. Are you a clown? Like literally like. That was very good. Thank you. That was better than Cameron's rap. I thank you. I, <laughs> Matt. And those are not the lyrics, not stealing Cameron's rap lyrics. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I had a copyright infringement. Um, I like them mile. because they're very real. I thought that, you know, what? they they look at each other's houses. I didn't know why they had a montage of going over the tracks to go to Lauren's house. <laughs> I did. I don't know if you caught that the aerial that they did, but you know, she had a very. What are you saying? Are you crossing the other side of the tracks? Like eight the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they were insinuating, <laughs> but they literally had crossing over the tracks. Um, she's obviously a photographer or something, for, of of photographer by trade because she had all the lighting and the backdrops yeah. Um, yeah and then they go to they go to cameron's house too um which cameron just I, I i he's a sweet guy he's a super introvert but you know he's kind of like a shadow to a certain degree where you turn like oh god you're still here <laughs> like yeah I, and again i mean the dude's a scientist you, you can tell he's all up in his head like, he is a brain as but- a scientist i appreciate this process <laughs> Well, it's like he's like has a hard time interacting with people. But to be fair, like I think that's kind of what makes him so perfect is that he's so introverted, like technical, technically mindset, analytically mindset, and then she's the complete opposite. She's got quirks, she's got puns, she's got a sense of humor. Yeah, she's super personable. She makes him smile. Like it's like that's that's like kind of a yin and yang thing. Where it's like that's actually it works. We can it both works. agree that Lauren's the best, right? Yeah. Okay. Hands down. Okay. All right, we're all on the same page. Lauren's the best. I did like how, you know, they saw his house. I didn't understand why his bed wasn't made or had sheets or anything. Um, he might have just bought it. He, he might have just moved in, it sounds like. Because, um, I mean, yeah, she, like, I think for the most part, like, there, that house wasn't, like, fully furnished. It looked like they were, he was still probably working on some stuff. Yeah. Furnishing that house. Um, then he, he uh, I forget, did they meet, she didn't meet his family, did they? Uh, no, you're thinking of Damien and Gigi. Um, she, no, she met, wait, did they meet his parents? They didn't meet his family. She met his, she met, he met her mom separately. Mom and dad separately. Yeah. Maybe, maybe his parents aren't in the picture. I don't know. I don't know. That's morbid. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, to, I'm looking through, I don't, I don't think. He had a really interesting conversation with her dad about, you know, being in an interracial relationship. You know, her dad is a big proponent of nuclear families in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a, I mean, for all the guff I just gave Cameron, I thought he he's very sincere when he talks, mm-hmm. and I think that he's a very genuine he guy. Means what and he I says. think that that's why he was able to win over parents the way that he had he did because you know you could recognize in his diction that he is a he's sincere. He's sincere. He's genuine. Yeah, and and I mean I think part of it goes back to his his mindset, right, and the way that he just is is that. For him, it probably is to wait. It probably is wasting time for him to beat around the bush. Yeah, he's gonna be direct. He's gonna tell you exactly what he how he feels, what he feels about it. Yeah, and why that why he why he wants this relationship. I will say, I think what got him out of jail with not jail, but <laughs> his dad. I mean, Lauren's dad was like, he was fair. He was very fair. Not you know, he wasn't mean at all about it. He was very fair, but. He asked about, you know, like, hey, have you been in a room full of black people before? Yeah. And I think what made dad a little bit more okay with it is him actually saying, and he revealed it to the audience for the first time, 
his last serious relationship was a black woman. So he's for used five to years, it yeah, for five years. So I think at that point, Dad's like, all right, well, he's like, he's gonna be comfortable. He's not gonna feel weird, or he's not gonna like. So I think at that, and and he's got. I mean, if you're dating a black woman for five years, especially down in Atlanta, you, like you got to understand and, and get a little bit, you know, assimilate into the culture a little bit too. So yeah. I think that kind of was like a little bit more of like a kind of a, a gold star for Cameron in terms of dad's eyes. Like, all right, he can like, he, he can, can hang, be, he can hang. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, and, and, and again, like, like I said, dad was super fair because what did he say at the end of the day? He says, because, because she loves you. I like you. She loves you. I like you. And we'll start with that. I'm yeah. like, that's, he could have been very different. That's very so, true. Yeah. For for somebody who was like who wants to maintain the the you know the African American nuclear family concept, I mean, for how nervous, very open minded about that. For how much she was talking about how difficult that conversation could be, he was very fair, straightforward. I thought, and you know, at the end of the day, he's a dad, right? He can have all those other priorities, but at the end of the day, he's still a dad, and he wants his daughter to be happiest. Which, honestly, super strong, proud, and loving dad. Yeah. I like the dad too. I, I like her mom too. Lauren's whole family is, is the best character in this show. <laughs> I think so too. Um, before we go over to, we'll just knock out Kelly and Kenny really quick. Cause there's not much Absolutely to nothing talk happens. about. They snuggle in bed and talk yep. about how she can't climax. We forgot to mention that <laughs> Jessica pooping is like Mount Vesuvius going off. <laughs> yeah. What was she- that? Well, that was, that was pre like wine number eight for her too. I, that that was her her sober. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's pre, pre wine glass number eight. Did she know that Vesuvius exploded? Like it didn't, it broke, (laughs) it broke and it buried a city (laughs) and killed hundreds of thousands of people. And that's how you're going to describe your pooping. Like I just, I'd be like, I'm a graceful diver. Sometimes it doesn't make a splash. Like, but no, you, you decimate the toilet to the point where hundreds of thousands of people die. Remember Matt, she's trying to turn him off. That's true. Okay. Okay. I just wanted she's to, trying I, to give him I, I sat on my notes. I didn't want to, I didn't want to not mention her, her butthole being Mount Vesuvius. Um, her words, not mine. Um, anyway, Kenny and Kelly, um, they have families and they liked each other. I mean, I thought it was like pretty aggressive that they had them both come meet each other to like at the same time. I thought I thought it was cool how they all got along together. Yeah, and the well, fact and that both of them, both parent sets, got married super quick after dating. So they're like, "We get it. We've done it. We've yeah. been married, so we're cool with it." Like I'm like, "Damn, that couldn't have gone any better." And what is going on with Kelly's moonbeam sister? Like. She looks like literally like she's she looks like, trapped in a different generation. She's kind of she's like, cute. She no, she's, she's really skinny. She's very cute. No, I'm not. It's not even not even her appearance, but I'm just like the way she's kind of like looks as if she got transported from Woodstock into this absolute absolute moment. Like, yeah, I'm really proud of my sister because she's never been engaged before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She seems sweet, but honestly, you know, it would be funny if. Lauren and Cameron were to work out. I'm pretty sure she and Cameron would probably work well together because they're. They, I think I've, I see her kind of like that more on like that p- part of the spectrum of like yeah. the super analytical like. All I'm saying is that her sister looks like she has a, like a collection of crystals in her closet that she busts out for certain occasions and, and emotions and emotions. So good on her, I guess. Um, <laughs> and again, nothing really to report with Kelly and Kenny. Well, well just the climax. They weren't thing. even. Just at, the they weren't even thing. at Barnett's birthday party. I know. 
Well, and when Kenny was home at the apartment alone, he moved in alone because she was had to go down to San Diego for some work thing. Yeah, which I am glad she's still working. I mean, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, but uh, unlike Damien, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Giannina and Damien are the couple that's outside of Mark and Jessica that are the biggest roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I watched it, I was on Giannina's side, highly. And probably about 80-20 her side because I thought Damien was kind of a controlling, manipulative guy mm-hmm. from from my read. Uh, now it's 60-40, I'm on Giannina's side. I, yes, there's a lot of, I think there's, I think Damien doesn't understand or I don't think he's ever watched or, or kind of taken himself out of his own body to see how he physically interacts in a relationship he seems very cold and and he's very cold physically like she'll be like talking to him and he'll be on the phone and then she'll be like hey like can you not be on the phone let's turn off my music and what what (laughs) well here's the thing is he takes even like 15 seconds to respond to her i'm like well that's not right either dude like yeah come on hold up a finger or or just just yeah one second i'm just pausing my i'm just pausing my music yeah like so be, I have a hard be time. responsive. Communicate in the moment. Don't like, because I can see where she's like, oh, well, like, fuck me. <laughs> I, 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 um, I think it might issue with him comes from the way that he proposed, where he wrapped a ribbon around himself as he's the present, and you know, I think the way that he yep. approaches his relationship is that he's the prize. Yeah. When the episode ends, he says, "You're losing me." Um, that's you know, true you know Giannina says how many times have you pursued me I've pursued you every single time when she's even said she's like I'm the one who like wants to like and do, she's like, I'm the one that wants to do you I'm the one that's keeping things romantic she's like, the worst worst delivery ever yeah you know like but she's her, not good her, at communicating her, the conversation feelings. that she was having was that how come you're not pursuing me I don't feel respected wanted desired all I'm not seeing reciprocated. I feel like it's just me. And and I think that's the Damien's whole demeanor is that I'm this great big prize and you need to fight for me at all points in time where, you know, you know, ultimately It's like a false understanding of manhood of it's like he steps into like the masculine, you know, husband role and yeah. that he's the king and that she's subservient to him, which she's already expressed. Hell, she's the one that got down on one knee to bent to Proposed to him. Yeah, I think like I think, she ain't all about that life. Like I think one of the hardest things in a relationship, be it marriage or whatever it may be, is maintaining the constant sense of desire for your spouse partner. You know, you always have to be constantly pursuing them. Not mm-hmm. it's just a sex, not in a sexual way all the time, but you know, like you want to be around them. You want to do something special for them. You want to let them know that they're seen and you want to make sure you maintain a date night. You want to make sure yeah. you do all these different things to make sure they recognize you let that, them know that, you're, you, that value you still exactly them. And that's a huge part of relationship and they're missing that entirely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I think, uh, Damien still has a bow around him to be honest with you. And he's the prize to be won. I think that that's a, I think it's a flawed mentality. And uh, based on their conversation on the boat, a little while back, I wonder if he's starting to get a little bit depressed about being back. Probably to reality, because it's, it's it's real world now. Now you mm-hmm. have to. Now it's not. Now it's not all rose petals, massages, and in. And I've and I, I mean I've got hell. I've even got coworkers that I work with these days where, like, people outside of the office completely different. 
Kyle. And it's like he could be one of those times where he is super fun-loving, awesome, personable, and then he gets back to the real world and he shuts himself back in. Uh, I mean... I don't know, but his friend described it when they were suit shopping, you know, like he's the one that does all the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't get that from him at all, Mm-mm. but maybe his friend's not that crazy either. <laughs> <laughs> one time, bro, he buttered both sides of his bread <laughs> at dinner. Dude's a, dude's a maniac. He's a freak. <laughs> he's a maniac, bro. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's like, dude, did you go to Dunkin' instead of Starbucks today? Shit. Bro. You're such a freak, Damien. <laughs> One time, he bought one ply toilet paper. <laughs> said, you got whole milk instead of almond? Shit. He said, I'm two fly for two ply. <laughs> um, His friends aren't that exciting. I don't know. Yeah. And we're, this, we're, we're, we're going. We're off on a tangent here. We're off on a tangent, <laughs> but we're going to keep going because we're having fun. Um, and we still have to talk about uh, Amber and Barnett. Yes. Let's get um, into Amber and Barnett. Let's talk about him. I want to talk about his experience meeting her parents and her family or her mom. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that he was concerned about how his house was, how it's smaller, how he's, he was very self-conscious about his house and showing her. Yeah. Not knowing cause they had, he hadn't, he hadn't gone to visit her house yet. And I thought it was endearing, but it also goes to tell you the girls that he's been dating. Yeah. Right? To be very self-conscious about that. Hmm. Um, Interesting. The dude's, he's only three years older than Mark, right? At 27. He's got a home that he owns. Yeah. And he's living in myself. And he obviously can take care of a dog too on top of what he's doing with his engineering job. Yeah. I'd say that's doing pretty damn well at 27. Yeah. I, 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 hats go off to him. You know, and... It's interesting because the things that you don't know, which I think is called situational irony in mm-hmm. theater, you know, she's been homeless, you know, yep. couch surfing. And we can talk about her whole approach to living and working. Yeah. Um, but he was so concerned that the fact that he had a one bedroom that she was going to be disappointed, embarrassed. And she's yeah. like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, like, and I think that's, which is cool because he's got a girl that's got humble beginnings. Very humble. Which is like, that's very cool. I'm we sure. didn't know that her dad died young. Yeah. And uh, her mom raised him. And, you know, she has student loan debt, you know, and financially. Like, like every other kid, basically. So, and yeah, we get it. You know, she needs someone like Barnett, which is crazy I'm talking about Barnett. This way, pineapple Hawaiian shirt Barnett about managing money. The, man, but, the provider. The provider money manager. But, you know, he seems to have his stuff on board. He said he's debt-free. He doesn't ever want to get into debt. Yep. And then they have a conversation later, and we'll get back to her meeting her parents and meeting his mm-hmm. parents, where she's like, the alterations for the dress are $850 alone, and that puts me $400 over budget. Where, alone. Net, where are you, Netflix? Why aren't you stepping in and taking yeah. care of this whole thing? I thought that was a little weird, too. I'm like, uh, Nick and Vanessa, like, where are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. You're going to be crushing it and probably viewership on this and getting money from this. Like, how are you not Where's that 98, degree? where's that 98 degrees for... money, man? <laughs> Bring it in here. Burned on calf implants. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, can we talk about your glutes? Um <laughs> And then, I've, I've been waiting to bring out. Uh, That's why Nick keeps saying cramps in Mexico. That's true. Yeah, he could come out. <laughs> Implants um, are acting up. I, uh, I thought it was. I thought him meeting his her family was cool too because her family just like just take care of her, and you know, it seems like they're a close knit family, but it seems like it's a very humbly humbled and 
humbled family. I mean, they, they come don't come from means by any stretch. No, and I, and I think that's something that you know maybe maybe Amber left the house because maybe there were too many people there. Yeah, you know, maybe it was Possibly. like she was old enough she could make her own way. Um, you know, I, I would guess that she probably got in the military because it was a paycheck and a career. Yeah, and which more power to her, especially as a girl. Like, yeah, like awesome. And I think that when Barnett walks up, and I think he he because he even says he goes, it's like this is a little bit different than I was expecting, and it's definitely different from from how I was brought up. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's I think it's really cool, and like I mean. You would hope that as a mom and a dad, that if, you know, if you came from beginnings like, or like from a situation like that, that your daughter would find a responsible guy who's got, who's making good money and manages his finances well and can take care of her on top of it. That's what you'd want to like graduate her to like, oh, like get, get there. Yeah. You know, live a better life than we've lived. You know, that's, that's what I want with my kids eventually. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, so like, I mean, I think that was a really cool experience and uh, it, it was cool because like Barnett had a really interesting moment, like introspection, where he was saying to himself, "He's like, I mean, I was worried about this, and like, really, like, I, I mean, it, it really just kind of opened my eyes to really where she's come from and how." And I, I feel like he really feels kind of the burden now hitting him of of, and I don't mean burden in a bad way. I mean like like the responsibility that he's gonna have to provide for her. Yeah, and, and she's then, dead set on being a stay-at-home mom, which power <laughs> power to her. Yeah, and but, if Barnett uh, can do it, power to him too. How many hours a week do you work? However many I want. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say like again, I like Amber. I don't dislike Amber at all. I like I, I like Amber too. And but it is one of those things where I, I want to be like, honey, like that's there's a reason why you're in the problems that you're in. Like there's, <laughs> and I get it. Like you're a free spirit. Like, but like, again, like everyone's while like clock punch in for the eight hours, you know, for the 40 hours a week, you know, yeah. you can, you know, uh, but, uh, but she threw him a birthday party. Yeah. Which, that was sweet. Yeah. She made him cake. She made him cake, invited all the other couples to the, to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Jessica, Jack, Jekyll, Skuka. Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> Which one's the monster? Jekyllska. Jekyllska. Well, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, Mr. Hyde's the bad yeah. guy, right? Okay. Yeah. So hide your kids, hide your wife. Hyde, Hyde Park Jessica, because Hyde Park's a name. Hide your fiance, Chicago. because Jessica is here. Hide your fiance, yeah. <laughs> um, Jessica was thirsty. She was so thirsty, thirsty for Barnett. Night. And she got too drunk, and she sat down and started talking to him, just trying to split them up. Um, you and know, trying to reestablish their connection about how strong it was, and kind of remind. So he's basically trying to plant seeds of doubt. Yes, in him. I never saw you with Amber. You just doesn't seem like the person. She's so opposite from me. It's like, do you ever think when you say to someone, "How can you be dating that person? They're so opposite from me," and you're like, "Well, maybe because that's exactly what I yeah, want yeah. is not you." If he says yes to her instead, maybe you're actually and turning then, the you know turning the lens over on yourself. And, like, and then she says to him. I was coming down from us and Mark was always the first one that was there. Yeah. She so, literally admits to him being a consolation. Like, and, literally admits and, to and him Barnett's, being a consolation. And Barnett's like, sounds like happily ever after. Like he does not want to talk to her. He's mm-hmm. constantly looking off to other places. He's, they, he's giving her nothing. Then he asked her, he asked her the question that we all been asking. Then why did you say yes? Yep. And, you know. You, and she keeps repeating because I was coming down from you and like, okay, that's still not an answer. What? And, you know, it's, I, I don't know. So Mark has a conversation with Amber, just kind of like, I don't get it. And she's kind of like, I don't get it either. 
I, mean, I don't remember the exact conversation. That Amber Amber is a good friend. Amber tells her tells Mark kind of like how how things should be. Mm-hmm. You know, she like, and a lot of it. I feel like she's referencing her experience with Barnett. Yeah, and she's like, I like she should feel this way. You should feel this way. Like, and I, I think she's kind of just being a good friend and kind of hearing him out and being like, it should be this way. It should be that way. You shouldn't have to, you know, you should, you have the, you have a right to feel this way about the situation. Like, yes. and, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's, yeah. Well, they're having actual like kind of bro chat. Yeah. Like <laughs> meanwhile, Jessica's trying to steal Barnett from everybody. Mr. Steal your man. God. And then, and then they go back and she's super hammered talking <laughs> the best to Mark. Part is that scene in the bedroom. Yeah, the scene, <laughs> poor Mark. Poor Mark. First off, you, Talk about the real estate that she was allowed him on the <laughs> oh, bed. yeah. I texted you this when yeah. we were watching it. I love the fact that they show them on the bed and Mark doesn't get on the bed. Why? Because her dog's on the bed taking up literally half of the bed. Literally half his ass cheek is hanging off the side of the bed because she doesn't give him enough room. <laughs> she's spooning the dog and then he's got to spoon her on the outside. And he's got literally like a shoulder and a hip bone on the bed just so he can snuggle with her and like kind of be with her and she was talking about lauren she's like lauren's the best he's like well the second best which is like a cute a close second a close close second a close second and then she's like what do you mean a close second you're a close second barnett's sexy i don't even understand she literally took nothing and decided to make drama out of it oh it was ridiculous she's like what do you mean close second i'm like he's like Whoa, 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 what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? It was just, a bad joke. Sorry. It's which a, he wasn't even talking. He, he was compliment her. I know. She was number one. It was a compliment to her, but she got mad. <sighs> and then, then she's like, Barnett's sexy as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I'm close. Well, how about this? Barnett's sexy as fuck. <laughs> and, I, and I will say this. Young 24-year-old Mark had enough balls to be like, I'm done with this conversation. Yeah, and should. got up and, and laid down on the couch. He and he stayed there, which I'm like, good. Don't, because she's like, that's when she, that's when the babe started coming. I remember her talking babe. about how she starts to use babe when babe. she's babe, babe, when babe. she's in a lower standing than he is in an argument. Babe, it's babe, babe, babe. He should have drove straight to his brown sheets and gone to sleep. Honestly, he probably should have. Um, he should have closed that door. And, and then the like, next morning, she's done. like, I drank too much. I need what she's. I wrote it down because I really wanted to make sure I nailed it. Did she this. even apologize? She doesn't know what she said, <laughs> but she said that. Which you got to um, be pretty far gone if you don't remember. what Something she said. I need to work on is cutting myself off. Girl, you are thirty-four <laughs> years old. <laughs> How do you not recognize when you start to feel tipsy and when you drop, like drop the hammer and draw it down? And this yeah. wasn't. And there's another side of the whole party for Barnett's that happened between Giannina, Giannina and Damien, but. Let's yeah. continue on this Jessica and Barnett train. She wants to have one more opportunity to sit down and hash things out with him. And then he tells yeah. her what she did and what she said. And she said, I would never do that. I have, the only thing I've ever said about your relationship is that I hope it goes well. And, it's, and I would no, never. It's, it's because Barnett finally said, look, so like I've talked to Amber about this. Yes. And we're both a little bit pissed about this. Yeah. And you need to kind of step away. Like he's basically gives her like a restraining order. And that's when she realizes there is no hope of him, of her catching him. And all of a sudden she pulls the ripcord and goes. And blames oh, him. no, no, I would never say that. Yeah. And then you said, yeah, like you pointed out, blames him. Yeah, you're assuming wrong. How you know that's not the way? Yeah. Displacing blame. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully this is the end of that. We'll have to wait and see. Jeez. Um, oh, then Giannina and Damien. Damien was asking 
Lauren some pretty personal questions. He got weird too. He got really weird, but he the way he was like projecting himself didn't seem like he was joking or being joke. He, it's because he's so dry. I think it's like his humor he's is got dry. A bow, but he's got he's, a bow around him. Yeah, he's the prize, and yeah. she's kind of like she steps in. She's like, I was feeling uncomfortable, and she was feeling uncomfortable. He's like, Don't tell me what she thinks. And then she's like, "Fuck her, listen." Yeah, like, yeah. Well, 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 that's what that's what Gigi says all the time. She's like, "Listen to me. Yes. I'm trying to talk to you." Yes. And uh, yeah, it, I thought he was completely. He was completely wrong with that. He was out of line. Completely out of line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one thing of like, if you want to like kind of make somebody feel a little bit awkward, like have fun. Like, there's a difference between like, all right. They got it. We're kind of laughing still about it. Don't push it. And he just goes all the way. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is getting weird now. Yeah. Like there's, there's like funny, like making him feel awkward. Everybody's laughing about how awkward that per that person feels at that moment. And then you cut it. Now it's, yeah. Now it's gotten to the point where the, he just keeps going. And people are like, nobody's laughing anymore. Everybody's quiet. Just being like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. It was, it was really awkward. And she tried to mitigate the situation and then he took it off as. And he kept going. Yeah, he kept going, and then he, then, then he approaches her saying, like, don't speak for other people, speak for yourself. And it's kind of like, my job as a spouse sometimes is to pull you back from harming yourself. Yeah. You know, and she, yeah. I don't even think what she said was degrading to him at all. She just no. kind of changed and pulled she's away. Like, yeah, she's like, it's all right. Look, we can change the subject now. Let's. So that's why, I mean, I don't know. Damien I don't, doesn't sit well with me, but I'm more... I'm less on Giannina's side because I realize she's being irrational in a lot of different yes. emotions and she's are, she's kind of exploding and then she's dealing with the destruction after she already exploded. You know, like, it, they're, they're an example of opposites that don't match in the sense that she's a little bit more emotionally volatile Yeah, and he can't really even seem to really drive up much of an emotion, period. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, those, those are balanced each other out, right? No, because... His way of being is going to clash with her way of being constantly. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah. So that kind of brings us to a close here of these episodes. We're going to go into our Stones ratings. But next episode, we're going to talk about the Bachelorette and Bachelor parties, the weddings, and the review to wrap up our four-episode series of Love is Blind. So... After every episode or every podcast, we rate the episode, give it a Stones rating. We both have two Stones to give. Naturally. Naturally. Um, two Stones meaning that it's an enjoyable watch. And uh, one st- no Stones meaning that an act of castration is favorable to watching this particular episode. So, Alex, what say you? It was juicy. I'm going to give it two. It was two a stones. fun. Those three episodes were fun to watch. I mean, it. there are... Pros and cons, obviously. I mean, there's things that you can't stand. There's things that, but like, it's not like a, you know, this last season of The Bachelor it wasn't like that where you were looking for the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, this was entertaining, and you can really kind of feel, and you're catching glimpses of relationships and, and mindsets that aren't right or or are right. And, yeah. Um, it was very entertaining. It was very engaging. Yeah, I give it two stones as well. Um, nice. Four stones for this episode. Um, I. L- I think what makes this work is that not all these couples are going to work. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing things that are successful in a relationship and things that are not successful in a relationship. You see weird behaviors yep. and you see good behaviors. You know, for instance, Barnett and Amber talking to each other about the situation that he had with Jessica and yeah. coming to a conclusion as a couple 
good. You see healthy healthy relationships and conversations and unhealthy. The way that they approach things, even though they're the most fun and you know flippant, they seem the most flippant. They actually approach they're each the most conversation. Adult about this. Yes, which is which you know maybe that's a sign as to what's to come. But well, and what Amber said in another scene we didn't even talk about, which was you know like hey, like we deal with our stuff personally. It's none of everybody else's business. Yeah. And, but like, that's true. They're business, they're business about the relationship, right? But everything else they can have fun in. Exactly. Work hard, play hard yeah. in your relationship. So I give it two stones, four stones for this episode. It's been four stones every episode. So Has far. it been? Yeah. Gosh, I wasn't even paying attention to that. Yeah. Wow. Um, but we, until, so what we're going to do now, we have one more show. We're going to have a guest host. Uh, if yeah. you want to be a part of this con- uh, conversation, if you want to join us in chit chat about, uh, the uh, bachelor party, bachelorette party, weddings, and recap, or not recap, what's it called? Reunion. Um, yeah. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate, and take a photo and send it to us. We already had a couple people do that. Uh, we'll be uh, added to a drawing to be a guest host, similar to what Kate was for The Bachelor. Yeah. Shout um, out to Kate. So uh, looking forward to seeing those. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RO Stones Guys uh, for both on Twitter and Instagram. We post uh, insightful situations, updates about the show. You can write questions in or recommendations. Um, and also we post memes that we find funny. Um, and, uh, thanks again and for maybe t- three other people. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> We're getting triple digits on yeah. some of our memes. So don't miss out. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and, uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Bye.